I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we the first to... one <laughs> we was start with... obviously <laughs> it's going to be... The girls are still wearing their clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara, and today I'm going to be your sexy, swinging lifestyle host. James is out of the studio, and I got a special episode for you. We made a decision that we did not want to fit this societal norm when it came to relationships, sex, and dating. We wanted to open things up, so that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show, be sure to get social with us. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted, and we share all kinds of posts and information and education about our life. You can find more on Twitter at SXUninterrupted or on Facebook by searching us up. On The Smoke Show, we have a strain that we used called Ruxton. It is also known as Sour OG, and it is from Broken Coast. Sour OG produces sticky, dense buds flavored with hints of citrus, diesel, and pine. Users report that this strain is characterized by its energetic head high followed by relaxing body effects, making it appropriate for day or night. A review on Lyft says, I absolutely love Ruxton. Broken Coast's quality can't be beat, and this strain is the perfect daytime medicine for me. Uplifting, bright, and full of energy, it also is very stress-reducing. I love it. And that wraps up the smoke show. We are going to head into the show. Like I mentioned this week, I am hosting the show alone because I have four wonderful ladies that are joining me on on the show today. So thank you so much, ladies, for taking time out of your busy days to join me on the show and help me host on my own because James is not here. On today's show, we are going to talk about what it's like being a woman in an open relationship and going to discuss all things from having kids and families to talking about sex with your significant other. So all that and more, if you stay tuned, you are going to catch everything that we have to say. So before we jump into the first topic, I want to remind you guys that you can now get exclusive content from us at Sex Uninterrupted if you sign up on our Patreon community. I just went through the whole site and revamped it all up. So if you go and take a look, you can sign up for a tier that works for you. There's like, I think a $5, $10, $20, and you just get like special things for each one. And it's mainly just information and content that we don't typically put on social media because it doesn't fit the the mold that we want for being relationship coaches. It's a little bit more racier. So yeah, you guys can go to patreon.com slash sex uninterrupted and join today and sign up for Patreon. So thank you everyone for listening. And now we are going to go to the show. Okay, so I'm here with the ladies and we are going to get started on this show, actually. So I have three women in the room with me. No James, no men, just us in a room. 
I don't. James did the recording with the men, and it got pretty sweaty in here. <laughs> I came in and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is, it might get warm. sweaty in yeah. here." Still. They have clothes on. <laughs> they did. Yes. Yeah, and the window is closed. So I have with me Skyla, Maddie, and O. And these women are going to help us talk about the lifestyle today and shed some light on what what we're going through, what we experience a day in the life. So who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about their their journey, how they got to where they are now? I guess I'll start. Okay, Skyla. So I'd always been sexually open throughout, you know, my uh, young adult life to where I'm at now. Um, I was fortunate enough when I met my partner that uh, I told him about some stuff I was doing outside of relationship that I'd like to continue to do. Um, and he was like, well, uh, he has previous uh, experience in the lifestyle. So he was like, well, have you ever experimented in this kind of atmosphere before? And I was like, no, I only thought that was happening in porn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like seriously, the stuff that I thought that I would never be able to do, I've been able to do in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I'm a jump head first kind of person so my first lifestyle experience at a uh, at a sex club a um, little nervous at first I know he was pretty nervous taking me there as well because he had no idea how I was going to react but you know I had a couple glasses of wine feeling a little bit loose and I uh, come down a little bit to the point where you interact with some good people and we're able to make some good connections with uh, another younger couple that was energetic and as interested as we were and then it got to a point where we were in the public room I got handcuffed to the wall I had like oh three my. different people go down on me while we had like 20 people watching on the couches for anybody who's been to share you know what the public room looks like mm -hmm. and then it progressed from there we went from being like public to upstairs in the train waiting for a room to in the room to playing and wow yeah, nice. that was the start of everything wow so that was smooth start very actually very surprisingly a smooth start he was actually a little bit shocked himself oh that's good I like that. <laughs> oh yes, very. What about you, Maddie? What, how did you? What was yours? So my you guys husband and I, my husband and I, kind of explored it slowly. Um, so we didn't really jump into it head first. We kind of, yeah, we well when we met, we met like twelve years ago um, in university, and we had brought in a girl, and we actually first started dating. And so that was fun, and that was like a first experience for both of us. And then we just did that a few times. And then actually once we got married, so that was six, six How years How did you later, meet these girls? Was it like I, legit on like a dating site or just no, randomly? No, I played soccer with them. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so people you knew. People I knew, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And it actually was got really sweaty good. with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was good was really good friends with and we, you know, go out and drink and then, you know, stuff stuff happens. It's it's college. That's what you that's what you do. <laughs> um, yeah, you gotta you gotta try stuff out. Um, and obviously we enjoyed it. I found out that I really like watching my well boyfriend at the time with someone else. Mm. So that's actually what made me want to do it more. Yeah. And then after we did it a couple times, um, we had talked about bringing guys in and what that would look like. Um, but my boyfriend at the time wasn't that comfortable with it. And then six years after we met, we got married 
and we went to Temptations for our honeymoon <laughs> um, and the first you know sit down at the restaurant we sat down and and went through some rules on if we were going to get approached and he was actually okay with with guys I think it was once we got married he was a little bit more comfortable with with stuff and then we met some good people there and learned all about the lifestyle um so exciting yeah it was like it was so like it was like an eye-opening experience you're like whoa like people do this like this is so fun and it actually like it brought us so much closer like we were we were on like cloud nine and like our like like sex drive and everything like shot up and and it it was awesome for us and it just keeps being like that so so yeah so then we brought it back here and it's just it's been fun ever since oh thank you that's awesome i, I like this is two really good stories okay oh you're next <laughs> <laughs> well uh my story goes way back to even my teen years um i've always known i was bi so i was always uh, attracted to women and my first ever relationship that was open was basically a boyfriend when i was 17 that said um i don't have to be involved so if you want um experiences with other women you're welcome to bring them home um and if I'm involved, great. And if I'm not, then that's okay too. So there was always that understanding of I could still explore my sexuality without the the dynamic of having to explain or have rules almost. Um, I've never had a monogamous relationship. Um, every relationship I've been, I've always brought women home. Uh, I was a bartender for 23 years and that was easy. But, of course, um, I, I never knew the word lifestyle. I just understood it as I owned my sexuality and never really experienced that moment where you get into the lifestyle. It's always been a part of me. So my experiences have always just grown from, you know, 17 years old and the experiences and the mistakes and you know how it all works eventually i i had relationships that i brought the men into that kind of thought process and i've had relationships that they've you know heightened my own experiences um i dated i've been dating couples for almost 20 years now so um that's just the the triad sense is a very natural state for me um and then of course developing relationships that eventually went into other couples and so i have lots of experience and lots of stories and um lots of scars um over the history for sure of living in what we call the lifestyle both in understanding the dynamic of BDSM as well as um, the swinger lifestyle as well. And they're starting to kind of mesh over um, each other. And so there's lots, lots to, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) In a nutshell. In in a nutshell, yeah. A coconut, more like it. (laughs) I think that I I feel like I knew at a young age that I was like more of a a sexual person. I, I guess like it, it was definitely like for me I was more shamed 
Like, I know you had a boyfriend that said, you know, as long as it's women, I don't really care what goes on. You know, I, for me, for most men that I dated, they would count that as cheating Mm -hmm. at that point. So that was something I couldn't explore for a long time because I thought that in order to have sex, I had to be in a relationship. And if I was in a relationship, I had to follow their rules and... I denied who I was for a long time because of that. And what about you? Like, were you, did you feel like you were a sexual young adult, Skyla? <laughs> Always, definitely. When I got to a point where I first experienced sex and then it basically just took over from there where I, I enjoyed it. I was never much for relationships mm-hmm. as, a, as a young adult. And then slowly as I got older, I found other relationships and the confines of those relationships really didn't allow me to express myself sexually or it was at the start of the relationship and as you became more comfortable with that partner you know that uh, that comfortability really affects your sex life you know you lose that um, want to explore yeah and definitely. that really affected a lot of my uh, long-term relationships and my young my young adult life me too and I having really. having the freedom to explore anything that I want to explore basically as long as it's something my partner is comfortable with is freeing it's makes our sex life so much better and I think it will keep this relationship going till the end of time yeah Hmm. yeah it's beautiful it is yeah it's and I wanted to ask Maddie but we have to actually cut to a quick commercial break hear a word from the sponsors and when we get back we'll ask Maddie about her slut shaming experience if she had that at all and then we'll talk about what it's like to have families and kids in the lifestyle stay tuned maximize your orgasms and just let go the throes of passion waterproof pleasure blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets from massage oils to lubes and beyond we've got your bed covered so just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own throes of passion then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Sexy is back, and we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Just Tara today, and I am joined by three wonderful women who are here to share a little bit about their life in the lifestyle. Um, We had to cut to a quick commercial break before Maddie could share kind of how her relationships were before the lifestyle. Like, did you feel slut-shamed at any point? Were you sexual when you were younger and then felt like you had to, like, put it in a box and stuff it away? Uh, definitely always sexual, but I wasn't aware of like any 
anything other than like the perceived norm of the monogamous relationship so so I was sexual but it was in the that relationship so like I was always open to trying new things and you know new toys or new see things in positions yeah like let's let's try all this stuff out Mm -hmm. but it was always within that relationship I didn't even I didn't even know that any of this existed (laughs) Um, what about with making out with girls is that something you did because I know I did that a lot in bars yeah we're all I know nothing about you talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) never done that (laughs) totally did that too yeah Um, see but, but would you get like, in trouble for that? No, no. Um, gotten in trouble for yeah, that. Yeah, I got in yeah. trouble for that. Yeah. 100%. I have a very clear memory of the, Me of the time for that. So much shame. Like, I probably have trauma still on my cells. Really? From that. Because I just carried so much shame after that. No, I think it was more like, like at that age, like when you're that young and I feel like the guys are all immature and they're like, oh, like, girls kissing. And they've never, like seen it before I grew up in Saskatchewan <laughs> um, cool so they're like I was born in Saskatchewan yeah. I know exactly <laughs> so so yeah I never had a boyfriend not like that but I also never pushed it beyond just like kissing or anything so so yeah I've never actually really felt shamed or anything by anyone that I was with um, they were always kind of open to my sexuality and trying different things. Um, it's nice to be encouraged. Yeah. And I was <laughs> so actually <good> yeah. <laughs> more experienced than my now husband uh, at the time that we had met. And and we took it slow even in our relationship. And then, uh, yeah, we just, we figured this out together. So, Aww. yay. Okay, so we covered that, covered some of our little, our experience, what brought us here, what brought us to this sexual state of being the lifestyle. What about kids? Because we're all women. Kids are a big part of this, actually. Um, I get asked it a lot. Personally, I don't have kids. I just have fair babies. And even that is really difficult for me to balance sometimes. So who, who here has kids? Skyla? No. No, fur babies. And <laughs> yes. I have two. This Maddie. I have, uh, yeah, I have four year old and a, well, one year old as well. So it's been interesting the last four years trying to navigate that. And oh. Yes, I have three kids and three grandkids. <laughs> so we have so, all levels here. <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely went through having kids within, again, that understanding of what lifestyle is. And, and, a lot of people, I think, fear the dynamic of the responsibility of when does a child, when does a child know, when do you tell your child, mm-hmm. and how open in the sexual freedom do you express yourself in front of your children? I mean, that's yeah. that's I get huge. Asked this a lot, and I think you just, as a parent, you know, you just know. I think each child is different. Um, I know for me, raising my kids within the dynamic of um, bringing women home, it was, I was telling um, earlier about, um, we just called them aunties. Like, we made them a part of our family. And for me, bringing women home was was women that I would develop relationships with. 
Um, they weren't women that just kind of popped over one time when in my marriage, for sure. Back when I was single and couldn't do that, I could, I, you know, the variety and the numbers are kind of different. But when you have that responsibility, and so my kids got to see that woman again and again to where they became part of our family. Mm -hmm. So that Saturday night when they have come over, they wake up next morning on Sunday and have breakfast with him and they would get to know them. So there was never there was never this really silent sense of, you know, hushing them out the door kind of a thing. My kids were introduced to the women that were in my life as well as in my relationship. And over the over the dynamic of years and years, they just respected. They learned to respect people in the home. Mm-hmm. They learned to understand who mom and dad friends were and in that responsibility later on in life in sitting down with them and saying listen this is what's really going on and um it already established a huge foundation for my children in going oh like that respect of going okay we get it kind of a thing kids know and i don't think i think you're i think as a parent you're you're really foolish to think that somewhere along the way at a certain age your children are paying attention and for me it was always about the fact that if if i'm not going to teach my children responsibility of sexuality someone else is going to and i am not going to have that so my kids knew very very early on that so i know you said that uh you know each kid is different about when you actually talk to them about it so what were the ages that you so my daughter of course was 12 when i sat down with her and and had the big sexuality sense and in sharing the sexuality with her of you know periods and things moving on and sex and things like like that more than just sex yeah Mm -hmm. i brought up the fact that i was bi and that it was a natural thing to be attracted to women and asked her are you attracted to your friends is there anyone particular and she's like no I haven't really experienced that. Like, I really haven't thought about it. But, you know, that open conversation with my daughter was based on the the respect I gave to her at that age as a girl that needed to know the answers to questions. Um, I didn't tell my boys until they were older. They were 13 and 14. Um, that went really well (laughs) I had one son actually be completely grossed out because basically I said by the way because I there were some things going on that I was well aware of and I said listen we need to we need to have a talk and at that time I was actually trying to date a girl so um, I brought the subject to the table and I just said to them listen there's some things I want to be open about with you because I trust you and how you view people and in that trust dynamic, I, I said, you know, remember all those aunties that we would have at the house? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, they weren't really aunties. They were sexual playmates of your dad and I. And my one son was like, that's disgusting. Oh, my God, Mom. And the other son was like, that is so cool. I can't wait to tell my friends. So again, the two very different responses to it. But there was never an issue beyond that. They were taught at a very young age the respect 
the dynamic of respecting other people's sexuality and the dynamic of respecting people's choices. And in it laid a huge foundation to be able to share that information later on in the life where it wasn't a big surprise. It, mm-hmm. it just was this sense of, mm-hmm. oh, now we get it kind of a thing. And yeah. from that point on, it, it, they've always been very open about their sexuality with me. And whenever they've had issues, whenever, you know, there's stuff that goes on that they can't quite understand, they've always had that foundation for them to come back because I was honest with them and I gave them the opportunity to trust me with information. So, yeah, that's... Yeah. And then, of course, I'll teach my grandchildren the same thing, the, well, the acceptance them. of sexuality. So yeah. it's huge. It is. It's empowering them. And one thing that you said that you didn't, like, hush it away from your kids. And no. being, an, being an outsider, being somebody who doesn't have kids, I like when we're included in, like, the family stuff. I like, like, yeah. meeting the kids and, like... Like sometimes I, f- I find like play is a little bit awkward if the kids are there. Um, it depends on the couple. It depends on the night. It depends what's going on. Um, but I also like meeting the kids. I think it's kind of barbecues cool. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah like there's that. been a few. Yeah, yeah we've met, we've met up with a, a, another couple friend who they've got a couple kids. You brought yours over, yeah. and it was like it's all cute. all lifestyle. I get my kids kind of getting together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get my kid fixed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after that, I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> you said it's tough for you sometimes to play with uh, like kids there, but yeah. for having like little kids, like there's not other options for a lot of it. So I know. But most of the time, like they stay in their rooms. Well, like babies, in the crib. babies yeah. are different. It's Yeah. It's like kids that are like my niece's age, like five or six, like she'll wake up in the middle of the night and she'll come to bed and you gotta have a lock, lock on the door. Yeah. (laughs) This is the room you can't Right. There's There's a responsibility, I think, as a parent in keeping your children safe from that. But again, I walked around nude all the time like I grew up in that, a nude home yeah, yep. that, that yep. Sense, my mother too <laughs> that sense of not being shamed about your body so if someone walked out nude it wasn't this big shock because that was such a natural state for my children to look at adults I don't I think there's a part when you when you feel shamed about what you're doing you exclude the ability for some for your children to feel free so it's, I think mm. it really, it really depicts the mm-hmm. definition of how do you want your children to grow up in this kind of society for sure. I mean, my oldest is 29, almost 30 this year. And so, it, I mean, this is going back, <laughs> this is going back a long ways yeah, for me. Too. And it wasn't accepted. It, you know, that kind yeah. of free mentality oh, was no. still very much in the you closet. You were a hippie. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was You're one a of a heavy. kind. I think I was one of a kind for sure. But okay. it's... Yeah. I was very fortunate that I had a mom very similar who was very open with us about her sexuality, walked around nude. Yeah, like she, my mom too. She wanted to know when she found out that I was in the lifestyle because I can have these conversations with my mom. And she... It was the funniest reaction and not slut shaming at all but she called me a slut she's laughing though she's yeah. laughing she thinks it's hilarious she's like that's awesome and she wants to know more well the apple didn't fall far from the tree <laughs> basically basically and i grew up in a house where like i was not allowed to wear two-piece bathing suits i was not allowed to wear makeup um until yeah. way older like i was like i still have 
issues sometimes like showing like cleavage or like doing like I need to like really just step back and be like no like I can I can do what I want <laughs> but it, it still yeah it, mm-hmm. it takes me I a totally few minutes identify and, with that I I was raised in a very religious home I'm a preacher's daughter so it's um yeah I can relate to the whole fact I still have to question sometimes what I think is sexy uh, and thank you, ladies. I'm sorry to cut you off. We've had s- so many good discussions when it comes to families and kids. And I know a lot of listeners are going to appreciate it because I get asked this a lot. And unfortunately, I just don't have that that knowledge or that experience. And I wanted to remind everybody listening that we produce a show every week for your listening pleasure. Our sponsors make this all possible. We appreciate everything they do to support us. If you're interested in having ad space on our show, contact us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com and we can chat some more so stay tuned and next we're going to talk about tips for women from women when the lights are off that's no reason not to light things up lube light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones no more slippery midsection unless you're into that You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And you are listening to Sex Uninterrupted with Just Tara and three beautiful women. Hi, ladies. Just Tara. Just Tara. Just Tara. <laughs> it is not just. Not just. <laughs> not at all. It's all of us. I like the group. No, the group. you're not just just. Oh. You oh. are Tara. Oh, you that was a compliment. Aww. <laughs> I'll <Yes>. take it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so good talk about kids. Um, I'd like to keep going with the energy. So what I was thinking for this segment was tips for women from women. If you want to like try and apply some of your kid knowledge to it, both Maddie and O, because you guys have some. Um, and we can kind of do more for like lifestyle based uh, but this first question might just be more lifestyle based, so I might have fucked that all up. We okay. will see. Okay, point one. How do you initiate conversation with your significant other about what you want sexually? Whether it be like something like playing alone, exploring some different kinks. Um, with James and me, uh, sometimes I start to like get frustrated sexually, like. I like almost don't want sex and I'm like what is going on and I almost have to like dig deep to figure out what is missing or lacking or what I want to be able to explain it and sometimes when I explain it it doesn't come out really nice sometimes it comes out in anger because I'm like figuring it all out in this moment and then I just like regurgitate it to him in a very forceful angry way I'm like I just need you to tie me up and fuck me and 
it's like <laughs> really aggressive <laughs> but i can i can relate to that for sure because really? i'm not very good at expressing what i need when i need it i, I figure it out in that moment mm-hmm. when i'm angry and i'm like yeah. this is what i need yeah and he's wondering why are you getting angry yes. i don't understand yeah i am um, I'm like I'm fortunate enough that my partner is so good at communicating. He's like over communicating. Like, what do you need? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? I'm noticing this about you. What is it that you need? Have you been thinking about something? Like, he's constantly asking oh, me these questions. He is a hardcore Scorpio, <laughs> and he is always, always asking these questions. So I out. don't. I haven't gone through that like raging emotion trying to figure out what I need because he's asking all those questions so much. I do have to take the time to think about that Tips, and when I'm uh, I get frustrated sometimes when I'm thinking about it and I don't have an answer yet and he's like what's the answer I was like I don't know I'm trying to figure mm. it out <laughs> I'm the exact same way I, I can't figure it out I was like what do I need I don't even know what I need so usually it's actually after and I'm like mm. okay what what do I want or just like when I'm by myself or you know watching porn or something then I was like okay what what do I like and it takes me a long time yeah. and i feel like it changes so much and i it does. i still don't know like i'm still trying to figure out myself and everything so i feel like i'm still new to all this and me too still yeah oh i do a podcast on <laughs> and it I'm, changes. I'm a huge communicator i have no problem expressing what i need how do you figure well, out I, what you need yeah though? like we well talk i'm also about it, how older yeah <laughs> it's about experience too mm-hmm. i'm i am not the same person i was a year ago in even the way i express things i'm not the same person five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago i think it's about experience i think it's about making those mistakes i think it's about really digging deep and going what is it that i need why isn't this being fluent within myself i i have become fluent with me and i think that's just a matter of age i think that's just a matter of going at it over the years and developing that system of your core speaking out so it'll come i think as you keep challenging it it's not something that's going to be forever there i think especially when you grow with your Mm -hmm. other half and have that communication it will blossom i think you just need to plant the seeds of what it is and eventually it'll come to the surface well i think we stress too much about it as women yeah yes stress too much about what we want trying to figure it out well what Um, we want is like we can't even figure out what we want for dinner identity too because Mm -hmm. we change so much i think women change in a course of a year so much um well that's the feminine energy so fluid so it's being able to flow with yourself and not being so critical of that i should be here when i'm not because expectation always Mm -hmm. always discerns a lot of where you are now so if you if you have an expectation where you feel you should be sexually or even understanding where you are sexually, then that becomes the frustration itself. What about if you're grieving who you used to be sexually? Don't talk to me about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about, well, I'm asking for me because I think I know again, I'm going through this I, big change right now sexually. And, you know, before I was like way more promiscuous, way more out yeah. there. And, Lately, I feel like I only want to make that connection if it's really special with the right people. And part of me is like, I miss that little hoe. Me? I'm (laughs) in the same boat. Yeah, you know what? 
But I, yeah, I think it's alone. also maturity. I think there's mm. a, a definition that comes with maturity in it. I guarantee you talk to people that have been the lifestyle 20 years or more, they're not being hoes. They aren't. They are. They have come to a point of knowing what they want, what they need, mm. and they don't waste their time elsewhere. And then you have less blowouts. Yeah. Because we've had less. Yeah. Definitely. Well, your communication rises, and it's it's just maturity. I think it's just a, a part of maturity. Well, for us too, we've had like a, a break because you know I was pregnant, and we just made the decision not to play yeah. while we were pregnant, and then you know you have a baby, and you're all the post-pregnancy stuff breastfeeding and post-pregnancy body and everything and breaks are and good. so we're even we're slowly getting back into it but I, i'm feel like i've my sex drive has changed i don't know if that's yeah. because i have two small kids and i'm just like exhausted and just need to i know it'll get there um and we'll you know get back into it more but right now it's you know we don't really want to meet new people but we're you know, still seeing some people that we've You're met before, horny. but like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're, we got to make a plan for it. Like we actually yeah. have to like plan it yeah. out. Yeah. We've, we've had a lot of the conversations cause we're talking about starting our, our, our young family. And we, we've talked a lot about newlyweds. what newlyweds. So mm-hmm. coming up on a year here and we've talked a lot about what it's going to look like. Yeah, I know. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I know. So young. <laughs> Anyways, but we, we've, we've talked about what it's going to look like for, for lifestyle stuff, even our sex life when I'm pregnant and when kids come and we, we've had a great run when it comes to, to lifestyle and our sex life. And we've had to have the conversations be like, mm-hmm. look, it is not going to, we're not going to be able to maintain this when I'm pregnant and when we have kids, there's going to be yeah, breaks. There's going to be times where I'm going to be really horny. Sometimes I'm not going to be horny at all. And that's going to range and change constantly as, you know, life continues. So we're, working on mentally preparing ourselves for exactly yeah, what that's no going to look like. It. Obviously we're not going to be fully prepared because nobody ever truly is. I'm, I'm in the same boat and it's to me it's something that I just don't know if we're willing to sacrifice that right now because I feel like kids it, it changes everything and I don't know if we're prepared for that change I don't know if we will ever be prepared for that change and and that's okay. that could I mean, change too we actually there's got lots of changing we got more <laughs> into the lifestyle after our first kid so we actually like well, there's lots of families. Yeah, there's well, tons we, of people in the lifestyle with yeah. kids. It's easy to meet another couple with fa- with kids, and then they can play together. And yeah, and we have lots of support. Understanding, right? Of you know, we can't the kids this, this, and this. There's just a common denominator of you don't have to explain to some single, yeah, you know, couple saying, "Well, we can't," or last minute. Um, decisions of going we can't go out now or you know life changes especially when you have kids so there's a little more openness to being able to cancel to being you know not available than it is in in the whole single kind of well we're we're pretty fortunate we have lots of support too and so we which is we were helpful yeah like in terms of babysitters and like we the cost yes cost of being in the lifestyle even as parents is you know by the time you decide a sexy night the club costs the outfit costs the the babysitter cost and 
I can't. I don't even know. There's got to be a lot of really well-off people in the lifestyle. There is. Either that or a lot of people are going into death just to maintain that that you know kind of thing i just i it just boggles my mind because it's really changed like 20 years ago there was no cost you just brought someone home that's it that's all <laughs> yeah some no, of the local um like hotel takeovers yeah when you have kids like i'm, I'm speaking before kids it's a thousand fifteen hundred dollar yeah, weekend I can't yeah. even imagine yeah it's a can't even imagine it's a big commitment definitely i think i've learned why people um were selective of the nights that they go out so literally some people would have one night in six months or even one night in one year that they want to make something happen so there's a lot of that energy that goes into those events too because you get a lot of people that are just so hyped to make something happen when really if you talk to them this is their only night out and this is the only night they've had together in how many months and it's like the respect that you got to give these people we call, it, puts, we call it desperation hour at events. <laughs> yes. The last night. It's like you pressure though too. Like, it. it is. I, like, I we're out. We're, we gotta, we, let's make this happen. Yep. I, yeah, I and you don't want to push it. Decisions but, are made based yeah. on that yeah. whole I, thing too, one, right? I, and again, I felt that going out with couples who have kids. And I'm like, I don't want to feel this pressure because we get to go out every weekend. And yeah. if I feel that pressure, then I'm like, ah, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, okay, great. I liked that. Good segment. Tips for women from women. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we're back, we're going to answer some IG questions from people who want to know about what we're doing in the lifestyle. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we got. Stay tuned. The Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network is where you can build a new vocabulary to talk about sex in a healthy, loving, and productive way. Discover more about yourself and your relationships from our amazing sex experts who can't wait to share their information with you. You'll learn everything you ever wanted to know about sex, sexuality, sexual pleasure, and so much more on the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. Listen, learn, and live sexy. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos, and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on the sexylifestyle.com. You were digging around with your your Mikey. I'm good. You got it's, it. Yep. Got a solid grip on it. I got it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> Last segment of Sex Uninterrupted with Tar and James. And as always, this is our IG question portion. I think what I'm going to do is e- ask each of you guys a question and you guys can answer. So I'll just I'll start with you, Skyla. How do you decide on the third that you want to add? Connection's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like knowing that the person you're bringing in is going to offer a lot to the relationship I'm already in. Like we're we're looking at somebody who we connect with physically, sexually, um, 
more spiritually maybe mm-hmm. uh, emotions I don't really bring in a whole lot because that's not something that I particularly like kinda, energetically yeah energetically is probably a better way of mm-hmm. of uh, of kind of describing it because yeah emotions definitely when it comes to the lifestyle sex with me anyways is just not a thing um so <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Of your honesty in that. I mean, I, it's, it's great. Yeah, it just, I can't. I got enough emotion for my partner, and that's about it when it comes to, yeah, you know, emotionally my monogamous. Yeah. Emotionally yeah. monogamous. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, that's about as much monogamy as I can handle. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like connection, but I, I feel like I'm the same way. Yeah. Conne- mm-hmm. Connection, I feel like a connection can be different from having an emotional connection as well as just, just having that ability to connect from good conversation or um, similar interests or how you like to be fucked is the same way they like to be fucked like it's just so just just from conversation you end up kind of finding out that information to be able to make that next step and be like hey yeah i want to bring that person in whether or not it's a male or it's a female whether or not it's something that happened right away or something you've built up over Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. Hmm. i like it thank you all right maddie you're next (laughs) all right bring it (laughs) Do your vanilla friends treat you differently now that they know you are in the lifestyle? We are very selective on the vanilla friends that we actually tell. Uh, so typically we we wait and <laughs> we don't tell people right away. Um, all of our close friends, they, they know and they've accepted it. Some are like super interested and they ask a billion questions and mm-hmm. live vicariously through the yeah show. and i yeah. love that because then you can like explain you know the reasons behind it and and what it actually is um but there's our other friends that they know but they don't want to ask any questions and so i really don't know what's going on in their mind of what we actually do <laughs> so like i want them to ask questions so that we they can like smile and nod yeah and it really makes it really uncomfortable but they're still our friends and they have said that they're you know yeah. non-judging they said that they can come babysit the kids for those nights or whatever so it's awesome yeah we have so many friends that know and are willing to come babysit it's so nice <laughs> that is fucking yeah. awesome actually yeah so um See, tell your vanilla friends they might babysit yeah <laughs> but we haven't <laughs> i don't know if i've been judged after too much the the ones that don't judge are still my friends, and uh, mm-hmm. if yeah. if they've that's so true. judged and you know drifted off, I don't know if that's the reason or not, but but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I like the people that know and don't judge me and accept me for who I am. So so yeah. Preach. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. Oh, mm-hmm. what is the best thing about being a woman in the lifestyle? <sighs> It's a loaded Holy question. That is really? That's that you know what? Number question? three has been a, a theme for me today, and that's the third question. Can you too. Repeat, repeat the question? What is the best thing about being a woman in the lifestyle? I think it's the development of empowerment, defining who I am and who I am not. I think we as women judge ourselves so critically. Um, and we compare a lot of our life, our our identity, our looks. Our, our we compare so much to women, other women. That I think when you enter the lifestyle, you go through a stage of this is great, and then you hit a wall, and this is not great. Things become very in the limelight 
of who you are as a woman. And as you move through that and you allow that to surface, I think there's healing that happens for women in the lifestyle through identity, through body image, through your own self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, there's such a growth that happens as a woman when you gang up with other women that support you, when you find relationships and understanding that you are not the only one that walks that critical road so when you find your tribe and you find the women and they're honest and they're open it is more incredibly to be with other women that see you and see themselves the same way and have that encouragement i think the lifestyle can either be an uplifting thing or it can be a real knife through you and either you stick with it and you really find out who you are within it. And I really encourage women to find other women in the relationship and develop that more per se than, than maybe even sexual sense. Just the connection. It's the connection. It's, it's really being it honest is. with yourself. And you only can be honest with others when you've actually developed the system to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it like to be a woman in the lifestyle? And what's the best thing? The best thing? Connections. Empowered. Empowerment. Empowerment. I think it's empowerment that yeah, you like find within yourself to be to be a better woman. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's it. Be okay with who you are and yeah. there's other people just like you. Yeah. And it's it's very Yeah. And that three hours welcoming. before going out, you finally look in the mirror and go, I feel so bloated and I wish I hadn't eaten that earlier or you know, that judgment that happens in the front of the mirror every time is not you're not alone in it. Yeah, you're so not that's usually when it. I text the woman yep. of the couple I meet and I'm like, I don't know what to wear, I'm having a nervous breakdown. What do I do? And she's like, oh my God, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that happens. And then we're like, oh, we're in the same boat. Yeah. yeah, everyone's, yeah, it's so just normal. Like, yeah. there's like, there's so little judgment in the lifestyle and in the women. So it's friendly. Yeah, it's oh, so I love good. That. And like, you know, everyone has their own flaws and everyone knows that. And everyone just like accepts everything. And it's so... I don't know, confidence building, yeah. It is. I think it's the start of you being self-aware of you. Oh, yeah. And the honesty that that has to come. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree. Thanks for the question. (laughs) (laughs) Packful, that one. All right, Skyla. What is your go-to outfit when going out for a lifestyle event? (laughs) What do you mean I have to pick one? Well, what is your go- Like, okay, for me- and I've posted this before, so I already know my answer. It's body suits. You do like your body suits. Because I like that I can, like, if I'm wearing pants, then I can take them off. Or if I'm wearing a skirt, then I can take them off. And it's, like, sexy because it makes my butt look good. Um, you know, no matter what I'm feeling about my body, usually body suits are pretty, they look pretty it's sexy. True. I, I could not pick. It really depends on the day. It depends on whether or not I'm feeling, you know, where I want to hide my stomach a little bit more to where I want to flaunt it a little bit more. Maybe I want to wear flats because my feet are hurting. I've been on them all day yeah, versus when I want to wear true. heels because I really want to show off my hats at the same time. It depends entirely. The events, like there's yeah. so many different events based They're off all of... all themed. All themed. Yeah, I would say I would probably go with the theme. 
But there was actually one meme I saw, and it was about how a woman, like, doesn't pre-pick outfits. She picks based on her comfortability. Mm -hmm. Yep. Of, like, how she's feeling that day. And it's really has nothing to do with, like, what's trending, or it's, like, what's in your closet? What do I feel comfortable wearing? Yeah. And... It wasn't like a funny meme, but it was funny because you're like, well, yeah, I really don't give a fuck about anything else except what I'm feeling comfortable in. Yeah, very much so. Like, so nailing it down to one go-to outfit is next to impossible. I'm sure for for many women in the lifestyle. For those of you who are asking the question, your go-to outfit, have a selection. Pick, pick many favorites. Mix and match here Check and there, you know. Check Buy all your bag. stuff. And then you do the ladies. <laughs> we did, there was the, um, there was a couple times where the ladies of the lifestyle group was doing their clothing swaps. So, you know, yeah. once you get bored of something, you pass it on to somebody else who might get and some I more wear life it, out of it. And then people compliment my dresses and I'm like, oh, I got this at the swap. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we have time for one last question. You, you guys can you guys can split it I talked okay. a lot you already. guys can split it um, what is the most attractive thing a man can do in the lifestyle wash the dishes <laughs> <laughs> not just your man I mean like Sorry. other men coming up to talk to you I feel like a big part of it is connection so like if you're actually like coming up and like asking that's confidence how my day was or what 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 do I do and and finding a connection instead of just grabbing my ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's huge. Yeah, just actually talking and and building that and you know consent and Not asking. Just staring at you. No, it's just like a yes. It's just like a building it up type thing and not just assuming that they can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, being intellectual, having something to say more than a compliment like somebody you look really good tonight and then that's it um (laughs) i think you know i think men need to kind of outgrow the the sense of i'm here and that's Mm -hmm. all i need to be Mm -hmm. um having the ability to be present in in both physical and also mental and emotional state and spiritual yeah it's you know the conscious man there's nothing more sexy oh, than yeah. a conscious man, and that's that's him being in touch with his femininity and his yeah. masculinity. Oh so, my God, we could talk about this. For yeah, days. so yeah, so that's, that's a whole topic for another again. Radio show, well, right? okay, the lifestyle attracts women who are you know like we we just talked about growing, evolved, conscious. You know, that's what we desire in men too. Yeah, absolutely, right? men yeah. need to grow too. They yeah, can't right. depend on their woman to to feed them. No, and if I you want to eat, see that in the if you want to eat at a buffet, you're going to have to find your own buffet. Stop, I'm definitely you know. more attracted to the men in the lifestyle that make a point of making me feel special. That connection, that you know, you know, see something I post or see see something I do, and they're just like, yeah. you know, that was really nice to see you like that. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know you saw me like that. I That's think men cool. who validate other women as a being, as opposed to just being a woman. Yeah. Like a um, they're, piece of meat. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something to be said about a guy that that really is interested in what you have to say and that they have something to say. Mm-hmm. So, somebody who will listen to your instructions yeah. when you're telling them, I like this, I, I yeah. don't like that. And uh, yes. well, we, yeah, we can go on and on I about know, it all, right? right? I, think I, I think men have been taught so wrong 
in about how one way fits all and it's it's like no every woman has a different button it is true and that is the end of the show actually i wish that we could start a new show about about men for for men from women in the lifestyle maybe we'll have to do something on that that might be a good one actually yeah because i mean i feel like men men need to hear this and sometimes it empowers them to take that step of growth that they they know that they need to take, but they just need that encouragement. That's like that movie, What Women Think, isn't it? What it's called? What Women, what women, what women Want. It's a good one. Yeah, that's Definitely good. Do. If a you huge. haven't watched it recently, it's Lifestyle Men, brush up. Yeah. Um, got so, raise your game. Cut you ladies off. Thank you, Skyla, Maddie O, for joining me today thank without James. Yes, I really us. appreciate you guys being here, honestly. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your advice. And we will be live next week on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And until then, keep it sexy. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.